Hey everybody, welcome to The Wake Up. Here's the latest in Hollywood and media biz news on Friday, January 29th, 2021. Wow, last podcast of January. I'd say it went by fast, but uh, not so much. And this morning, uh, Hollywood and the rest of the country is waking up to the news that Cecily Tyson died yesterday at the age of 96. Although Kelly and Ryan just pre-taped an interview with her this week, which will still air in today's show. So she was still going strong right up until the end. And the New York Times has a pretty good overview of her extraordinary life. The link to that is in today's newsletter. And now over to Hollywood. And let's kick off with Spongebob, because why not? His next movie, Sponge on the Run, which was supposed to hit theaters last year, is now going to stream on Paramount Plus on their March 4th launch. But it will also be available for $20 PVOD home rental if you don't want to sign up for Paramount Plus for the low, low price of, uh, well, uh, no one knows. Uh, that won't be announced until eight days before launch. Sponge on the Run also has a new trailer. The link is in the episode notes, of course, and also in the newsletter. And to wrap up our Spongebob news report, the first six episodes of a Spongebob prequel series called Camp Coral will also hit Paramount Plus on the launch date. Over at Disney+, Plus, Zach Braff is going to co-star in a remake of Cheaper by the Dozen that's written and produced by Kenya Barris. Gabrielle Union will be his co-star in the movie about a multiracial family of 12, and that one's going to premiere on Disney Plus in 2022. Deadline reports that the Requiem for a Dream team of Jared Leto and Darren Aronofsky are teaming up once again. This time, it's a movie called The Drift, which is based on a short story from the guy who wrote The Ring. Jason Blum and Blumhouse is going to produce the movie, which uh, centers on a fishing boat that encounters an abandoned yacht who put out a distress call, but then uh, find out nobody's on board. And some creepy things start to happen when they uh, begin to tow it into port. So that project is now out to buyers and we'll uh, see what studio bites. But it's going to be a little while as uh, Aronofsky is shooting his next movie with Brendan Fraser in March. And a couple of other quick notes in the movie biz. Keeping with our Jason Blum theme, he's going to re-team with Ethan Hawke for the ninth time. It's a movie over at Universal called The Black Phone, directed by Dr. Strange director Scott Derrickson. No plot details are available, but it does start shooting next month. And over at Netflix, director Noah Baumbach, who's done his last couple of movies there, the last one being Marriage Story, uh, he signed a multi-year deal to make movies exclusively for Netflix. And the first movie in the deal is an adaptation of the Don DeLillo novel, White Noise, that is probably going to star Adam Driver and uh, Greta Gerwig, although that's not 100 as of yet. Over in the TV set... Army Hammer is out as the lead of Paramount Plus's first series, The Offer. That one's about the making of The Godfather, and uh, Army was set to play producer Al Ruddy. No word yet on a replacement, according to Variety, but this is now the third project that Army has departed since uh, his, well, you know. Over at Amazon, Tim Robbins is replacing Rain Wilson in the upcoming limited series The Power, based on the book by Naomi Alderman. Leslie Mann has already been cast in the sci-fi thriller, set in a world very similar to ours, but where teenage girls gain the power to uh, electrocute people. Rain Wilson had to depart the role that Tim is now playing due to a scheduling conflict. And we'll round out with uh, two quick items. Netflix has set the cast for their adaptation of the Neil Gaiman DC comic book series, The Sandman. The uh, link to that is in the newsletter for The Curious. And over at ABC News, their uh, president, James Goldston, is going to step down on March 31st after a seven-year run as president and 17 years at ABC News, saying he's, quote, just ready for a new adventure. Amen to that, brother. And over in the media biz... A couple of things to note at Comcast. 
First up, they reported their fourth quarter numbers, where they lost another 227,000 cable TV customers from October through December. They now have 19 million total and are still by far the largest cable TV provider. But once again, they also had a huge gain in broadband customers, adding 538,000 over the three-month period. They now have 27.7 million residential customers, and when you add in their business broadband accounts, that total goes up to well over 30 million. And speaking of broadband, uh, Comcast is looking to make their Flexbox, that's the device they give to their broadband customers to uh, stream video to their televisions, available to uh, anybody. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. So essentially, Comcast may look to compete with Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Chrome Comcast and the like, as they realize those boxes are kind of the new cable boxes. It's not an official plan at this point, but the exploration is underway. Over at Charter Communications, the country's second largest cable and internet provider, it's a pretty similar story, just uh, smaller numbers, as they lost 66,000 cable TV customers in the fourth quarter and uh, added 216,000 broadband customers to end the year with uh, 28.8 million total. Charter, of course, markets their service under the Spectrum brand. They also now have 2.4 million Spectrum mobile phone customers. Over in the trailer house, we have two today. First up is uh, Snapchat. Well, that's new. They're doing a 12-episode series with Ryan Reynolds. It's called Ryan Doesn't Know and is uh, produced by Will Smith's company. In each episode, Ryan is going to consult an expert to uh, learn something that he doesn't know. Well, that makes sense. And the last thing you should ever give a SAG certified actor is a chainsaw. <laughs> the first episode of that drops on Snapchat tomorrow, January 30th. And over at Lionsgate, they gave us the full trailer for the movie that has the best title of 2021. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. That one stars and is written by the Bridesmaids team of Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo. You can rent that from home on Pivod for 20 bucks on Friday, February 12th. And now, a look at the FSS feed, a look at the new things to watch on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. Starting today with uh, The Little Things from Warner Brothers, which I'm sure you've seen advertised. That one stars Denzel, Jared Leto, and Rami Malek in a murder mystery thriller. You can catch that on HBO Max, of course, or in a movie theater if you choose. Over at Apple TV, they have Palmer, starring JT, uh, well, Justin Timberlake, as a former high school football phenom who uh, returns home after a jail stint and soon begins to look after the kid next door when his mom starts uh, disappearing for stints at a time. Over on Netflix, uh, two new additions. First up is a docuseries called We Are the Brooklyn Saints. That one centers on a youth football league changing lives in Brooklyn, New York. And they also have a second season of the stand-up series Tiffany Haddish Presents. They ready? And over on Discovery Plus, they have the return of Chip and Joanna, who launch a new version of their old show, Fixer Upper. This one's called Welcome Home. As for tomorrow, Saturday, ABC has the NBA back in primetime with a classic matchup of Lakers versus Celtics. You can catch that at 8.30. Lifetime has uh, Wendy Williams, the movie. Not much else to say there, but uh, it starts at 8 p.m. And SNL is back tomorrow night with John Krasinski and Machine Gun Kelly. That is the first of five straight new episodes. And on Sunday, you have the return of Deezus and Mero to Showtime. Their first guest of the new season is Stacey Abrams at 11 p.m. Over on HBO slash HBO Max, they have parts one and two of a four-part docuseries called The Lady and the Dale. That centers on Elizabeth Carmichael, who put out a three-wheeled car during the 70s called simply The Dale. HBO describes it as a tale of fraud, family, and identity, and it's produced by the Duplass brothers. So you can catch that on Sunday at 9 p.m. on HBO or stream on HBO Max. 
And if all of that is a hard pass, Hulu's new uh, docu-special called In and of Itself with a guy named Derek Delgadio seems to be getting a lot of buzz and is kind of hard to describe. The link to that trailer is in the episode notes if you want to check it out. And if you subscribe to the Wake Up newsletter, that's thewakeup.substack.com. The direct links to all of this stuff is right there in the newsletter. Makes it nice and easy. Again, go to thewakeup.substack.com. That direct link is right there on your phone as well. In the notes area to this here episode, just hit that details button below the episode title. Also in the newsletter, you'll find a link to a pretty fun read. The Hollywood Reporter took a look back at the post-Super Bowl episode of Friends back in 1996. 25 years ago. Yikes. Which is still the highest rated post-Super Bowl episode of anything ever. And since it's been 25 years, uh, people spill some pretty good anecdotes about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Julia Roberts, and uh, Marcel the Monkey. And let's play me off today with uh, Mick G. Not the director, that would be MK.GEE, the musician. This is the song called Over Here. The Spotify link is in the episode notes and the newsletter. And remember to please share the podcast and the newsletter with your friends and or colleagues in the entertainment business, or uh, post the link out on your LinkedIn. But whatever you can do to help the cause here is greatly appreciated. Have a great weekend, everybody. According to my television, it is now two degrees outside with the wind chill here in New York City, so uh, that'll be fun. I'll see you Monday. Monday.